Hey everyone, and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby. During the month of July, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and I are bringing you the podcast version of our 20 questions about the Browns. Every weekday, we'll have a post from one of us on cleveland.com browns answering a question about the team as we head into training camp at the end of July. We'll also have accompanying podcasts each day where the three of us will discuss the topic. We cover everything from Baker Mayfield's accuracy to who will start at right guard. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget to check out Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns. News, analysis, what we're thinking and hearing, and more. And the best part is you can text us back and we'll text with you directly. It cuts through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers that includes Terry Pluto and Doug Maurice exclusively for our subscribers. We held a virtual draft event the week before the draft this year. And we also held a virtual event where we talked all things Baker Mayfield. You probably heard both of those on the podcast, but... If you weren't a Football Insider subscriber, you didn't get to participate and have your voice heard because these events are only open to our Football Insiders. If you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insiders $3.99 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started again. To get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription, text 216-208-3965. Now, let's get to our question for today. And today's question, Scott, what is it? Are Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki the answer at linebacker for the Browns? Uh, you know, both rookies last year um, had very different seasons. Mac Wilson kind of thrown into the fire when Christian Kirksey was injured. Uh, he ended up starting 14 games. Sione Takitaki, if I'm looking at the numbers here, about 100 and, 103 snaps, 105 snaps last season at linebacker. Uh, so you have two guys from last season who this new regime felt enough about or you know, we're confident enough in to, to bring them back and keep them as part of the fold and not really go out and get a big time linebacker to come in and, and be someone who's obviously the guy, you know, they got, they got BJ Goodson to come in uh, to, to be a linebacker, but that's, that's probably it. You draft Jacob Phillips at linebacker out LSU. Um, so you have not a ton of experience, uh, very young group, and from what we know about defenses now and what the Browns are likely to do, you're probably only going to see two linebackers at a time on the field. So if it is Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki, uh, is that enough? And before I give my thoughts on that, I'll probably throw it out to the, to the gallery here and get your, get your opinion. Is, you know, are Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki, do you think that's adequate to be the two starting linebackers this season? Can I give you a decisive maybe? <laughs> um, I am, I'm still, I don't want to say I'm bullish, but I'm intrigued by Mac Wilson. I, I think there's something there. I, I don't know if it's, you know, the next really good middle linebacker for this team, if, if it's a guy that can play at a, a Joe Schobert or Christian Kirksey level. Um, I, I don't know if that's what he can be. 
but I think there's a level of athleticism there. I think he's a guy that is going to do what he needs to do to get better. Uh, I, I think, you know, I know he's confident that he can handle having that green sticker if he gets that responsibility. Uh, I think there's something there with Mac Wilson that, that you can, that you can work with. I, I think he fits in that middle linebacker or inside linebacker mold uh, as, as a guy who can make some plays for you. I mean, it was the story of the the preseason last year, right? Mac Wilson forcing turnovers. And then, you know, he finally got one against Arizona towards the end of the year. So I, th- I think there's something there. Taki Taki's kind of the wild card. He's, he's really the one, when you look at this linebacker group, he's the one guy who's kind of the edge rusher. Everybody else is sort of an interior middle linebacker, inside linebacker type. Taki Taki's a guy that was a defensive end in college and then played, moved back to linebacker his senior year. He's the one guy that kind of you look at and say he can go get the quarterback. So I'm, I'm curious if, if that's going to help him a little bit, that he's sort of is that, that one dude you can put on the outside and all you have to do is go after the quarterback. Um, but I, I just don't know. I, we just haven't seen enough of these guys, to be honest. Well, I think the best thing that happened to Mac Wilson last year was the opportunity to play 14 games, to start 14 games. I mean, he got so much experience when Christian Kirksey went down. Uh, he got so much playing time, obviously, as the starter there at, on the weak side. And really, that gave the Browns a great evaluation for what he can do this year. I remember when I talked to Nick Saban after Mac Wilson was drafted, and he said, I sat down with him. I told him, I, I don't think you're ready to go to the NFL. And, uh, you know, the best way to get ready to be in the NFL is to play football games. And that is what Mac Wilson did last year. He was thrown into the fire. He did some good things. He did some bad things. I don't think his PFF grade was all that great, uh, I, I, right? I mean, I think he was – I can't remember. Maybe, Scott, do you know off the top of your head? He was near the bottom. He was 41.7 in overall defense, which is even below replacement level. Right. So that, uh, you know, that kind of confirms what Nick Saban was talking about, that he really wasn't ready yet. Well, the plan really wasn't for him, obviously, to start 14 games. He was supposed to probably learn on special teams like Sayoni Takitaki did and then get a little bit of playing time. Uh, but it, it wasn't able to happen that way. But I think if he's going to be something this year, he will be able to build on what he did last year. Now he's going to have to show, okay, now I can get uh, up into the, you know, the top, whatever, the top 40 in, in linebacker rankings this year, which is where you would want him to be if he's going to be a starter. So that was good for him. We kind of know what he is. You know, he can, he can make some plays, he can cover, he can do those sorts of things, and he has to pick up his game in, in a lot of other ways. But just, just the whole, you know, football, you know, knowing the game of football, he knows it a lot better now, the NFL game, than he did last year. Sione Takitaki, he's a big unknown. We just don't know what he's going to be able to do on defense. They had high hopes for him when they drafted him. We heard so many good things about what he could do from, uh, you know, just sideline to sideline, his athleticism, his, uh, his versatility, his playmaking ability, uh, his motor, all the things that we heard about him. Uh, now he's going to probably have an opportunity to show it. And, you know, if the season started tomorrow, you guys, who would you have as the three starting linebackers and where? <laughs> I would probably have B.J. Goodson in the middle. I'd probably have, if you're going to go with two, I'd probably have, Mac Wilson and B.J. Goodson out there. Goodson maybe because he is a middle linebacker and 
used to being in that role, kind of running the show. And Wilson, in the hopes that he improves on the experience he gained last year. I think one of the big, maybe not huge surprise, but his inability to carry over what we saw in the preseason, his coverage ability to the regular season. And we mentioned his overall PFF grade. He's also 44.1 in coverage. You know, he really, and that's like 450 coverage snaps. So obviously he's on the field a lot, uh, following a lot of people on routes. Um, he didn't have that play in coverage until near the end of the season against the Cardinals, like you mentioned, Dan. And there was this huge stretch in there where he was not being that, that guy that, that you would hope that position would provide. He also had 13 missed tackles, which I think was second most on the team. Um, which is tackling a whole nother issue with this defense this year. But uh, if, if it started right now, I'd probably say Goodson and Wilson, just because we're not really sure how Taki Taki fits into this. Uh, we heard that all the linebackers are kind of being cross-trained. I think that's code for, we don't know either <laughs> how this is going to work. And we want to see exactly what everybody else can do. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, those are the two guys, Goodson and Wilson. Yeah. I, that's sort of where I land too. I would ask this, just talking about the PFF grade, and I don't want to turn this into some debate about PFF, but I am curious when, when you kind of hear that grade or see that grade, and then you kind of go back and think about what you watched, is it surprising that it was that low? I, I mean, I wouldn't expect him to be one of the top linebackers, but I, I, I'm a little surprised, and, and I'll admit I didn't go back and watch you know, the film of Mac Wilson every single game. But, I, you know, when, when you guys just watched him on Sundays, did you see him as, as graded that poorly? I, I, thought, I thought there were flaws in his game. I, thought, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is him being out of position, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and maybe being overaggressive in, in some areas. But I, I'm a little surprised the grade was that low. Yeah, I was, I was a little surprised about that, too. I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he got a little better as the season went along. Uh, you know, he seemed like he was active. I, I you know, I remember looking out there and, and seeing him, uh, you know, seeing his number and, and hearing it called at times. But, I, you know, I would not have thought, if I had to have guessed, I would not have graded him at a 41, whatever it was. Uh, that does seem a little bit low to me. Uh, but again, it, it, it kind of goes along with, uh, you know, with what Nick Saban said, that he just is not really ready to be out there on an every down basis. Uh, surprised a little bit about the coverage grade because I did think he would be better there. Uh, so he's, you know, he's, he's going to have to step up his game. And that's, uh, you know, that's going to be one of the big X factors heading into this season is, uh, is that linebacker spot. And every single week in Hey MK and everything else, <laughs> everybody wants to talk about the linebackers. That is the big question mark is, you know, do they have what they need at linebacker? And I don't think anybody knows yet. I think it, I think it is a big question mark heading into the season, and I don't even think they know. Well, he did break up three passes, uh, which, you know, those kinds of things stick out to you. Obviously, the, the pick six against the Cardinals sticks out to you. Um, but, I mean, nobody watches Mac Wilson for all 450 right. coverage snaps, and that's kind of, I think, a lot of times, no matter who you're talking about, when, when people have a criticism of PFF, you, you think, well, that's not how I remember it. But, you know, the reality is you weren't watching that person Everything, every single snap you're watching the ball. Um, but uh, receivers cost 79% of their passes against, against Mac Wilson in coverage last season. Um, I'm not saying he can't be better, 
in in coverage this year. Um, you would hope that he would build off last season, but you know, being consistent doing something in the NFL is how you go from being, you know, a, a part-time player to a full-time starter. And and that's what I think the Browns need to see from, from Mac Wilson is that he built on the experience he got last year and shows that all those great plays he made in the preseason are things that he can do on a consistent basis over a regular season too. You know, I think one of the things to note too, with a guy like Mac Wilson, a young guy like that, I think he was particularly hurt in the second half of the season by no Miles Garrett, no Olivier Vernon, no Christian Kirksey, no Morgan Burnett. Uh, every time you turned around, a new longtime veteran was exiting the lineup. And it leaves a young guy out there uh, with, you know, not, not a lot of people to say, hey, you need to be over there. Or even just if you have more of a pass rush, then everybody's going to be better in coverage because obviously you're disrupting the quarterback. So I think he really uh, was not helped at all by the attrition on defense. Oh yeah. It was hard to look good over the second half of the season as a defensive <laughs> player on this team. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah, well, Because honestly, I thought the defense was pretty good early in the, early in the season. This in some, not every week, but I mean, I think there were games where the defense kind of kept this team alive in, in some of these games uh, and, and the offense couldn't quite get it figured out. Are we not talking enough about Jacob Phillips? This guy's well, a third round pick. <laughs> third round pick out of LSU. Has played a lot. You know, was kind of in that leadership role on a national championship defense. Um, it, it seems like, I mean, look, if you pick a guy in, a third round, in the third round, you obviously like him. Uh, are, are we just, are we not talking enough about him? I feel like he's the forgotten draft pick. You know what? We're not talking about him. And here's why this must be remembered. This current regime did not draft Sione Taki Taki. Okay. They did not draft him. You don't have the same allegiance to guys that you did not have a hand in drafting. The other part of that equation is the fact that Andrew Barry this year drafted for Joe Woods. He drafted precisely for his scheme and what he needs. So whatever they saw in Jacob Phillips and Jordan Elliott and, and those kind of guys is exactly what Joe Woods needed for not only his 4-3 base, but for the sub-defenses that he will be playing. And therefore, we aren't talking enough about Jacob Phillips out of LSU because like Sione Takitaki, he's a third-round pick. You expect third-round picks to come in and contribute in their first year and eventually become a starter, hopefully. But in the early going, you expect them to be part of the rotation. If he's good, and as we have talked about many times before, LSU guys come in having played against a high level of competition, and they come in pretty ready to play some NFL football. So if he's as good as they think he was, what they saw on that film, then I think he can challenge for some playing time this year. You know, Andrew Barry talked about uh, Phillips. It was after the draft, after they picked him and talked about how his physical characteristics are what we would consider our modern era linebackers or what we would want those people to have. But he didn't really do well at the combine. Um, his 40 time was 16th among linebackers. Uh, you know, moving side to side, he was in the, in the lower percentiles. I think what he does do is he doesn't miss a lot of tackles. He missed just 17 tackles and 140, 184 attempts. Yeah, 184 attempts in his final two years at LSU. And that's something the Browns could use. Uh, you know, a linebacker who is, is really good at tackling. Um, 
I think anytime you bring in a, a linebacker uh, who's a rookie, you just, you know, I would, you know, we asked the question earlier, you know, who do you put in there if it started today? And I think, you know, choosing Wilson and, and Goodson over someone like, like Phillips is really probably just comes down to their experience. So again, another thing we've missed from not seeing the offseason workouts and, and mini camp is, is how someone like him looks. And uh, at this point, we don't really know how he fits into their scheme. And and in one of those things, you know, kind of save it for later moments, uh, you know, the Browns took Jacob Phillips. I'm, I'm looking this up now. He was the 13th ranked linebacker uh, on PFF's board. Uh, but a guy who went, it was ranked higher on their board that went a pick after uh, was Malik Harrison, who, you know, the, the linebacker from Ohio State. So um, that, that's just, just one of those things you circle, right? We'll, we'll circle back on that in five years and, and see if the Browns made the right pick there um, with, their, with their inside linebacker and kind of leaning towards the SEC, you know, wanting to take LSU guys, SEC guys. Um, I, but I, I feel like he's just been the guy. I know for me, whenever I think about the draft, I just, for whatever reason, he's not a guy that comes to mind. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe linebackers just don't do it for me. Unlike the Hey Mary Kay uh, readers and our, our football insider subscribers. Another guy that we probably don't talk enough about, although Scott, you mentioned him, is BJ Goodson. This is a guy that they signed in free agency. Uh, he, he's on a one-year deal like a lot of these other guys. Ha doesn't have a ton of production, really hasn't gotten a huge opportunity, but you know, maybe this is one of those guys we see it every single year in the NFL where a guy, a guy moves someplace else, gets an opportunity and, and plays well, kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, I feel like maybe this is a guy that we'd know, we would obviously know more about if we could watch practice, but maybe we'd see, hey, the Browns really seem to like this guy. And, and he's a guy that maybe could earn a starting job or get a lot of snaps. We're, we're kind of losing that, not getting to watch during the off season. Yeah, you know what? I think he um, he plays a role. I think that uh, that he can come in here, he can win the starting job, and also, um, you know, I think he'll be a solid, not spectacular player, but I think he'll get the job done, and I think he'll he'll fill that role. He may end up being the starting middle linebacker this year. Uh, he'll definitely challenge for that job. He's not going to be Joe Schobert, but he can come in and get the job done. I think what the Browns have is a lot of linebackers who are really good at specific things, but nobody who's really good at a lot of things. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they're trying to, to get them all to try and see who's the best at the most things, I guess, because Goodson really good against the run, really good tackler, not so great in coverage. Um, actually he's been, he's been pretty poor in coverage. Uh, Phillips, who we mentioned, uh, really good tackler, you know, and then you have Mac Wilson who's good in coverage in theory you know, maybe not so much in practice last season, but uh, in theory, he's good in coverage. Then you got Taki Taki who can get after the passer if he's given that role. So how you mold that group together and try to figure out what the best combination is on the field, that's, that's the task for the Browns. Okay, that'll do it. Some talking linebackers here. Uh, you know, we've talked about it on previous podcasts about, you know, how this team values linebackers. And I, I think we've I think we've learned a little bit about that here in this offseason based on how they've attacked the position and, and kind of kept things status quo in a way and, and weren't real aggressive. Uh, but that'll do it for this 20 questions edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Check out the series at cleveland.com slash browns and in your podcast feeds. Also check out Football Insider to get that 14-day free trial started as we approach training camp. Scott and Mary.
Okay, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening.